Hello and welcome to episode 71 of the Mature Game Podcast Bits and PCs. I'm one of your hosts, John, and with me tonight we have Vimesy. Hello. And Clarky. Hello. Sorry I haven't been around for a while, guys, but uh, work has meant that I've been different places without my recording equipment on a Monday. So, um, but you're in for a real treat tonight because A, I'm trying to stop smoking, and B. Mm. Oh, God. Uh, I'm lulled with my fucking head in, and uh, I'm yeah, so I'm quite wound up about that. But um, more about that later. Um, anything to talk about at the top of the show, or should we just go straight into it? No, I'm good. Okay, so Vimesy, uh, you've been Hello. playing Battlefield. Let's. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I, skip I, that one on because I've been. I, well, I've been playing Battlefield as well. I'm not sure there's a huge amount to say that hasn't been said. A lot. I was quite surprised you were playing it. To be honest, I didn't think it would be your kind of um, your kind of thing. Oh, I, I played an awful lot of Battlefield. I didn't play a lot of Battlefield Three because I didn't quite get on with it. Um, oh, okay. I've I've been on the record many times as saying my favourite was Battlefield Bad Company Two on the Xbox because mm. um, I owned them on that and uh, Battlefield nineteen forty three as well. Yeah. And. I just find the I'm enjoying Battlefield 4. Don't worry. Uh, obviously, some of the issues that we were seeing on the PC is a, a bit troublesome, like the sound cutting out in places and um, server crashes and no official servers or none that I can see and blah blah blah. I'm enjoying it, but I, I just miss the real open spaces like Wake Island and. Some of the some of the maps from Battlefield 1943 um, that uh, that means that Battlefield 4 and Battlefield 3 just seems too close and too manic for me. Um, I, I mean, I, how are you guys finding it? I think you're probably. I mean, thinking about, it, I hadn't thought about it till you said it, but I think you're probably right. There aren't any kind of Operation Firestorm maps. There aren't any kind of big sweeping vistas yet that I can think of off the top of my head. I know they're with the is it China Rising um DLC and there's they're doing they're remaking some of the other maps as well. Um f- from the old games. So things like I think Operation Firestorm is one of those. Um but yeah they do seem very sort of they seem to have gone a lot more for verticality in yeah. this one than actual Acreage. I mean, the, the, right term. the environments are incredible. I mean, I know you were speaking last week about the storm rolling in and stuff oh, like that. Just but one of my most favourite things was just, you know, popping some C4 down on a bridge and uh, waiting for someone to come trundling along. But the, yeah. you don't get the opportunity for that. Um, I did find myself playing on a hardcore server the other day, and I think I like that much better. I mean, the hardcore rules were that... Um, there's no, you know, there's no spotting. So at, at no point have you got a big fucking orange thing over your head consistently <laughs> rate it, you know, so that you're being seen all the time. Um, mm. And, you know, unsurprisingly, I managed to stay alive a lot more and, you know, and, and played a lot better. I just, it's, it, yeah, it's just too manic with, with, with spotting and in the smaller environments. And I, I just find it quite frustrating. Um, I was playing some of the hardcore mode, and that is, I, I do tend to prefer it because my problem tends to be I can get the first shot off first, but then my 
aim tends to just wildly spray across the room everywhere. <laughs> and shut up, Clarky. <laughs> um, you know, so by that point, the guy who's actually in front of me is just he's just nailed me. So hardcore mode tends to suit me quite well because the first few shots that I actually get into the guy normally take him down quite easily. Are you still in love with the PC version? Because I haven't seen you on, and I'd love to. I'd love to catch have, up with you. It is. It, I, I keep seeing you popping on, but you're always kind of on when I'm just off somewhere else or something. Because I keep meaning to sort of hitch on. I think the problem with the PC version, and it's, uh, it, it's mainly that um, I just don't know enough people playing it, um, or or I don't see people playing it when I'm playing it, and because we've got four or five of us that regularly play on the PS3 and hopefully seem to be the PS4 version. Battlefield's one of those games where you can't really play it solo. It just it sucks as an experience for the most part if you play it solo. So I end up just, you know, we play what, at the moment, I think we're playing three nights a week, four nights a week Battlefield, and it's... I'd love to play it. If these guys are playing it on the PC... I wouldn't touch the PS3. Well, well I, I'm playing on with I'm playing reasonably regularly with about three or four or five people: um, Panther, mm. Salamander, Matt Helm, Hitch, Kev. You know, there's there's yeah. a few of us knocking around. Maybe you haven't got them on your friends list, but That's um, possibly what it is. Yeah, but there's there's, there's certainly a few people knocking around. Um, I, I, well, before we move on from that, because we did say we weren't going to go on to this too much, I find the whole thing so fucking confusing. All the upgrades, that battle log screen—it's <laughs> unbelievable on the PC. What's it like on the on the on the console? Uh, it, I don't have any issues with it. Oh, I, I just find it—it's so busy and unintelligible. Well, the, the battle log doesn't happen on the console. So when you, when you use the PC version, you get that—you know—you boot into the browser. And you get all your stats and your details and all this kind of crap. You don't get any of that in the PS in the in the PS3 version, really. It's all very very simple. You, you obviously you still get your unlocks and things like that, but they only. Uh, one of the big problems with the console version is, is you can't. Same as the PC version to some extent, you can't mess about with your loadout in in between rounds. So if you're sitting in a lobby waiting for that minute before the next game starts, you can't go and flip your site over no. for another site. You know. You gotta um, wait until you die, and then you're out of the action for a bit longer. Either than that, or you're waiting till you spawn. So the game loads up. You sp- you know before you even do your first spawn, you've got to then go in and change your weaponry up. So for example, if you're going from a map like um, Operation Locker, where it's close and tight, and you want to put a, and you're going to a, a map which is more open, and you want to put a more long range sight on, and you want to change your gun out, or you want to put I don't know, you want to carry a mortar instead of carrying an ammo pack or something. That all takes time whilst you should be in-game, when actually I don't know why they can't do it like they used to do. Or even in Call of Duty they do it, don't they? In between rounds you can quickly pop in and flip your settings over and stuff, and you can't do that at all in Battlefield, which is slightly annoying. Yeah. But it's the console version is much more streamlined than the, the, the battle, than Battlefield's browser-based system. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on from that. I will just put out there that I hope they make the map from Battlefield Bad Company 2, which was the one which... I think was the demo version where you you have to run for about five minutes to get into the action, but then <laughs> but then you go down into a then you go down a you go to there's a camp area and then you go down a hill into a town and then you got to go across a bridge, and that that was a fantastic map because I I, I knew a lovely little 
sniper spot up in the hills and it was oh crazy. you're one of those oh, <laughs> I, oh i love popping heads from distance it's brilliant but um <laughs> as i said i i find myself getting in the heat of the battle and then like you my aim sprays all over the place and uh yeah i find it a bit of a nightmare okay so let's move on I'm, I'm gonna direct this i've done for no other reason in that i want to make a card game pun um mm. You place down your Hearthstone. I'll raise you a Might and Magic Jewel of Champions. Oh, he's playing hardball now. Not just raising me Might and Magic, but raising it on the PC and the iOS. Yes. So I know you've been. Okay. So we spoke about, or you guys spoke about Hearthstone, and I still, I you know, I can see myself being one of these card game geek types. Hearthstone looks very intriguing, but uh, the crew that I knock around with, none of us have got Hearthstone beta keys because um, sure. you know, we're not the high-level journal- game journos that you lot are, obviously. <laughs> um, so we've been forced to play, uh, find, play, be playing Might and Magic Jewel of Camp- Champions, um, which I really quite like. Are you too familiar with this? I've heard of it. Never played it. Um, I understand that it's a bit more complicated than Hearthstone, um, but once you get the basics down, it's you know it's 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 pretty straightforward. Um, I don't know what to say about it. There's, it's, is it free to play, John? It is free to play, and it's cross-play PC and an and iPad, so I can play hmm. people who are playing on the PC while I'm on my iPad. I, I find that the Although it, you know, it's quite, uh, it's made well, so it lends itself well to the touch interface. Um, it's it's slightly easier on the PC, and you find yourself making less mistakes on the PC. Um, but you know, if 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 you can't be at your PC and the missus is making you watch something on TV, and you can get away with having an uh, an iPad on your on your lap and not your, not a laptop then uh, you can still take part in all the fun. Um, I don't know, because I haven't played Hearthstone, it's difficult, difficult for me to compare, and I was hoping that you two had looked at this and made a comparison. But I take it you're still all over the Hearthstone, then? I'm I'm really enjoying it, and I think part of it might be because of that, you alluded to the fact that it's, it might be slightly simpler than... Um, than something like... I mean, the only one I've played is Magic the Gathering, really. Um and I tried to get on with that, but just didn't. I just couldn't quite, couldn't quite get it. I don't know. It was just maybe a bit too complicated. And the thing about Hearthstone is, it's actually, uh, it, it's quite a simple game. Um, doesn't possibly have quite so many steps. It's quite a fast-paced game, so you get through a game in you know five minutes, as opposed to Magic that was taking sometimes fifteen, twenty minutes, just because of the speed the bloody animation went at more than anything else. Um, but I'm looking at I'm looking at screenshots of um, Duel of Champions at the moment, and it it looks it looks like there's some kind of strategic play placement of cards on a map. It looks like a yeah. battlefield of types. Uh, yeah, there's there's two columns, which is your front and back line, and then you've got uh, and you can only attack across a row, uh, unless of course you've got an attack anywhere thing, and you can block, you know, so. You can't attack the, the enemy champion if there's something in the way. Um, mm. I recommend you check it out. I mean, it doesn't take more, do. it doesn't take more than ten fifteen minutes to go through the tutorial. And once you've done the tutorial, then you have then you have enough gold to buy four packs, 
which was a whole new concept to me and I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. But, um, you know, I managed to pull out some half-decent cards out of these packs and, uh, yeah, there's tons of stuff available to buy for either cash or in-game gold. Yeah, I've seen they've got, like, starter packs and boosters and things like this and... um... I think that's quite one of the quite nice things about uh, Hearthstone is it's all, from what I can tell, relatively nicely priced and you don't necessarily have to buy anything if you don't want to, which a lot of these card games, some of them I, I, I got the feeling after a little while of playing, of playing Magic and I didn't get very far in or high in Magic, but I did get the feeling that unless you buy stuff, you might be held back and I'm not sure that Hearthstone... It doesn't feel like that's the case at the moment, but it, it might do. I'm just, I think, and I don't want to say go on about it too much because I know I already have, but Hearthstone is just one of those games that just kind of enthuses you full of love for it. I don't know why, and I just can't wait for it to be either an open bait or just to get released. So other people that I know that are sort of, you, I think you both would really like this game. I think it would really, it's such an easy game to get into and such a joyous thing to play. Are you um, not playing it, Clarky? No, I've been begging for a bit. Oh, right. No, none of none of our uh, loyal uh, fan base has come through for me yet. Well, I know why you love it so much because I watched a video on it today, and it, and it is lovely and quirky and bright, and the animations is it are my great. Video? Uh, oh no, have you got a video? I have. But we can talk about that. Oh, yeah. ah, well, you must uh, give me a give me a link. So, what do you want to talk about? That you 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 making a play for internet YouTube celebrities? Internet superstardom. Mm-hmm. I'm going up, up against the biggest. You're going multimedia on us, are you? <laughs> Something like that. No, I've been threatening it for a while to do some gameplay vids. Um, I'm, I'm quite interested in... I don't know why. I just quite like making videos of games. and um, Because we're all egomaniacs and you don't yeah, get involved in a podcast if you aren't just a little bit egomaniacs. So. Now, browsing through YouTube, Minecraft videos are where it's at. Uh, that's where I need to put the money. Well, that's where they've been for a long time. I, actually, I was listening to Yogscast. I've actually released a few more um, podcasts of late. Um, oh, dear, oh, really? Yeah, after the, they they always do a, a Halloween spectacular, which mm. was okay. Um, and the, then um, I, they were doing some interview with some other guy who I thought sounded like Kermit the Frog, but actually turned out to be quite an enjoyable <laughs> listen. Um, it turns out they've got um, six million subscribers. I know. I mean, they're they're you know they're heavyweights. So we're not far off them then. So c- compared to how many fans there? Seven. Brilliant. That's uh, good. well eight because I'm going to watch it and I will subscribe. <laughs> so no, I'd, I'd like I'd I'd love to see that. And I I, I you know I, I've been trying to push to do more multimedia kind of game videos. You know, through, under mm. the banner of Mature Game Podcast for a long time, but it it's, just hasn't it's happened difficult. really. It's it, it's the time, really, yeah. isn't it? And having the fo- having a decent focus. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the reason why I did this was, uh, well, two things. One, because um, uh, Proton recommended me some software, and I've been kind of playing around with Fraps, and I wasn't really getting on with it, and I got this software called Bandicam, um, which is incredibly simple to use. There's a free trial of it, um, and the free tri- all the free trial does is it basically watermarks to the very top of your screen with the bandicam.com logo and only gives you 10 minutes of recording time per video. But you can use it as many times as you want after that, so long as your videos are shorter than 10 minutes. Um, and it's just really easy to set up. And the, the reason why I was, wanted to do it was because people had asked me. So people had sort of said, you keep waffling on about Hearthstone. What is it? 
So I thought, well, I'll do a couple of videos about that. And then I did another little video on Prison Architect because uh, I had a few people tweet me saying they were stuck and they couldn't work <laughs> out. Yeah. They just couldn't. The, fir- the, the problem with Prison Architect is that it's very, very bad at, at starting you off. There's, the tutorial doesn't really tutor you in um, how to get your money and what your, your kind of first steps in the world. So I just did a very short video on just, you know, this is what you should do when as soon as you launch the game just stop time, grab as much money as you can and, and, and plan things out a little bit. So they're up on the, um, they're going up under the Mature Gamer podcast banner um, probably this week as soon as I can get um, get the time to upload them. They're under mine at the moment. So if you go onto, go onto YouTube and you go for MC74, uh, they're under that. Um, and there's another little one on there after the discussion that Clarkie and I had last week about can Battlefield 4 be better just because it's got better graphics on the PC? <laughs> uh, the answer is, of course, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of videos up there. The well, we should definitely hook up and do some recording then. Uh, yeah. Because um, with my heavyweight internet celebrity status, you're sure far to get at least another two list, uh, two viewers out of that. So, uh, <laughs> Anything's, I'm that, grateful for anything. That's me and my mum. So... Um, <laughs> So, yeah. Right, let's um, mi- let's mix it up then, Clarky. What have you got to throw into this? Um, well, aside from Battlefield, which we've gone into at great great length, which I am going to be picking up on the PC, providing, oh, I, got, providing I don't get too much into the PS4 version when that comes out. No, it's broken at the moment, so don't worry about that. Well, no, the, well, fair enough. Then. Well, the oh, PS course, the PS4 is yes. pretty broken, isn't it? From what I understand. Oh, <laughs> have you got your Xbox One yet, John? Uh, no, we'll discuss that shortly. Yeah. <laughs> no, after uh, after Vams's um, special news broadcast last week, I uh, found myself getting back into FTL even more. Uh, has the up- up- has the update happened? Uh, it hasn't. Ha- well, I'm not sure. I don't think it. I don't think it's supposed to have happened. I have noticed. I found a few weapons that I'd never seen before. There's one. It's like a crystal bomb thing, and you fire it at a, a particular room on a ship, and it basically blocks off that entire room. So if you then damage it, nobody can get in to repair it for a set amount of time. Now, I never noticed that one before. but it, it's, it's, it's always unnerving when you find an unidentified weapon in your arsenal. Mm. <laughs> oh, hey, look at that. It's you could bad. you could it have that kind of that you could out. have that kind of quality. No, I just made that up. You could have that kind of quality quip on your um, on your YouTube channel if you invite me in. There we okay. go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, after this after this news broke, I was kind of sat there contemplating whether or not I could justify the purchase of an iPad just to play on something other than the PC. <laughs> I think you can. Um... Yeah, I'm kind of going that way. It's, it's selling it to the missus that's a problem, though. Well, don't well, buy it and sell it, it to like your missus. You're trying Android to make a profit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully it will come out on Android as well. Although I believe it is not going to be released on anything smaller than a tablet. Which, fair dues to them. It's all about the gameplay. Oh, it would ne- never work on an iPhone. No, it, it would be, it'd be too tinny and you'd be pressing the wrong buttons all the time. Um, yeah, and... Uh, Another non P, well, a non PC game for me this week is I started playing Infamous Two again on the PS3, which, um, if I remember rightly, was the first game I actually got when uh, I got the PS3 last year. Uh, well, earlier on this year, and uh, th- this game is just brilliant. Uh, th- this again is something I've been kind of gotten back into because uh, I've seen the seen the trailers for the uh, Infamous Second Son that's coming out on PS4 next year, and uh, this game is just awesome. 
I mean, have you any of you guys played this? No. No. It's basically, think Grand Theft Auto, but your character has superpowers. A bit like Crackdown on the Xbox. Mm. I um, never I never got on with anything like that. I played the demo, I think, for Crackdown, and I thought, what the fuck is this? It's just too... Ugh, I don't know what it was. It just didn't grab me at all. Too shallow. Oh, the story in this is absolutely great. Um, basically, you have to collect these items called Blast Cores, which basically give your character more and more powers as the game progresses, uh, This, due to the fact that there's some huge fucking monster thing heading towards the city. Um, and it, it's it's just a joy to play. It, it's, it's really, really well designed. There's, I mean, you can you can go anywhere in this city and climb up, climb up buildings and everything, and it never seems sort of broken or frustrating you know you, you don't jump against something and then just fall back to the ground there's always something to grab hold of and you know get yourself going up higher hmm i sound like a potential pun there and yeah <laughs> you're always searching for that dirty oh, yeah. pun, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah grind along power lines it's, it, it's just immense fun to play i mean jo- uh Ramsey, you've probably got this in your uh PS Plus back. I have, I've got a PS Plus. I had the first one, I just didn't particularly like it. Um, no, I, I I haven't played the first one, but I believe the second one is much better. So. It's more a superhero thing. I don't really like superhero games and um, kind of being that kind of overpowered. Um, I know that doesn't make a huge amount of sense thinking of some of the games I play, but uh, that's how Infamous has always looked to me. And I've just never had the time to... to you know, if it's infamous versus something else, that other thing always seems to win. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm going to have to sit you down and force you to play this for Hamza. <laughs> okay. It really is a cracking game. But yeah, that uh, shallow uh, amount of content is about me for this week. Mm. Unless I try recording some videos like Vams is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've just sub- I've band just band subscribed band. to your channel actually. Yay! <laughs> so I look forward to looking looking through that. Okay. Yeah. Anything? Watch out, Yogscast. <laughs> um, anything else, Vimesy? Uh, just uh, a quick mention. I, I football fever managerially styley thing is in the in the air at the moment. So um, I, being the tight ass I am, didn't want to fork out for Football Manager. So I went and downloaded Football Chairman on the Android. Um, well, that's a time sink, isn't it? <laughs> it's, you basically have a um, you start with the club, you know, you create a club, uh, Moorpork United, for those who are interested. Oh, God. And, oh, God, no, not in that sense, as in Ank Moorpork. I in, know um, what you meant, Discworld uh, fanboy. And um, it's really weird, because it plays like Football Manager in the sense that it takes you week by week through the season, but the only times you can actually really do anything are twice a year at transfer market time, um, and everything else you were just clicking on. Um, I played it for hours, and I'm not sure why, and I made a pact with myself that as soon as I won the Premiership, I would delete it. So I have. So it took me about seven seasons, eight seasons, something like that, and then won the Premiership and just deleted it, and then went and bought Football Manager. (laughs) The full Football Football Manager 14 that uh, everyone's playing at the moment? No, I bought Football Manager handheld because... um, if I'm sat in front of my PC, I'm not going to be playing a Football Manager game. Um, so what I'll are you use... playing that on, Vita? No, I'm playing it on my um, Nexus 5, on my Android phone. 
okay what is that is that a cut down of cut down version or yeah it's 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 i'm, I'm struggling as yet to see because obviously i haven't got the full fledged version um of you know football manager 14 or anything it's it's just, it's a more streamlined game so i think the database is smaller um I'm kind of playing in England because it's the only place I know the teams. So I don't think you get as much. Uh, it doesn't go through all the leagues from the other countries as much. Um, and it's, I think it's slightly shallower. I haven't played enough of it yet to kind of draw any conclusions as to its complexity. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a good rendition. You know, it, it look, it feels like, I mean, I was never hugely into football manager games in the end, you know, anyway, they were just incredibly vast time sinks for me that I never really quite understood. Um, but, so it's it's probably perfect for me in that way because I won't notice the lack of complexity and I'll just bumble my way through it like I do so many things. Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, um, listening to Kev and uh, Steve talking about the full football manager, it has piqued my interest on the, you know, when they've been talking about it on the main show and certainly getting involved in their challenge of, you know, taking, starting with a really small club near to your home. But well, I, I would, oh, but I can't get their podcast on my phone. It won't find the feed. Really? No. Don't know why. No, I'm the same. Kev said he'd look into it, so I reckon by their 300th show, we should have a feed. Yeah, we'll be rocking back. Wait. You won't have heard then that they've got us earmarked for doing a, a four-hour stint, the uh, the Simon Mayo slot in their 24-hour podcast. <laughs> then, <laughs> thankfully, I mean, uh, Proton must be feeling a right prick for calling his his podcast bloody the night shift because guess what? <laughs> guess what they've got to do. Whereas uh-huh. um, we've got a nice 10 through 2 p.m. slot in the morning, so um, that's not too bad at all. Where, where the hell is this all being discussed? Because I can't seem to find the thread for it. I, I don't think there's a thread. It's Kev just announced it on his show the other week. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah, listeners, listen out for that, and um, I think we'll That's try and do fun. we'll try and do something slightly different than just rabbiting on about games and stuff. Maybe we'll. Um, I'd like to stream, uh, play a game in the background while we're chatting, and stream that at the same time. So um, you're not playing League of Legends now, John. No, I'm not talking about League of Legends, but maybe we could play some, I don't know, some Hearthstone for quite a loud or, 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 or just something like that. So, um, anyway, so I've taken us off track there. That's my special gift. <laughs> what were we talking about? Football manager. Football That's manager. It. Yeah, I'd love to get involved, but oh, I, I, don't, I just can't see that I'd have the time. Or... It's a lot of money as well. Yeah, I imagine, but I mean, it's the sort of game that you get your um, get your money's worth out of. But um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm really trying to play a more a, a variety of games now, rather than being stuck on the same on the same usual ones. Well, looking at your your, your yeah. list, is... right. <laughs> talking of which, yeah. Daisy. Yay! Um, hey. <laughs> do you know what? I don't think I haven't really played normal Daisy or Epoch Daisy, which is what you played for for quite some time. Um, shortly after the last time I was on, a new mod came out called Battle Royale. And what Battle Royale is is basically, you know, it's based in Daisy, so it's it's a it's a different map to the one that you guys are familiar with. But um, I think you guys are familiar with the Battle Royale. Um, oh hell yeah! Film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not. 
Uh, but what I am familiar with is the Hunger Games film, so um, uh, probably some kudos points removed for me there. But uh, basically, <laughs> when it was in Alpha, uh, you had 25 of you t- started in a circle with a load of bags and stuff in the middle, and uh, when the uh, you know when it counted down to zero, you could make a decision run into the middle and try and pick up a bag which might have some decent gear in it might have a gun might have a machete might have some bandages might have some food or medical supplies or just hightail it out of there and you know not to be one of the three to five people that get killed immediately in the middle of the in the middle of the melee very much like the beginning of the hunger games where you know that you don't go steaming into the middle because it's just a bloodbath um, Sounds like Battlefield for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and then, you know, you've got... Basically, you've got um, 35 minutes to roam the map and try and gear up. And there's some there's some vehicles around and there's some towns with some stuff in it. There's some castles which have got more of the better gear in it. And then after 35 minutes, um, a blue circle appears on the map, which uh, which is the area that you've got to kind of stay within. And if you're mm-hmm. outside of that area, then loads of zombies spawn in on you. Um, and then every five, ten minutes or whatever, the, the circle gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So it so it brings the remaining players together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's pretty good. All the while, there's random carpet bombing as well. So if you're stuck in an area, get caught in the area where there's ram, random carpet bombs, uh, then you probably want to get yourself out of there. And it's really good fun. It's, uh, you know... It, you know, the games last ninety minutes apiece. Uh, if if any if anyone's alive, if more than one person's alive after ninety minutes, then you know it's a draw. But uh, I've played a few of them, and then normally um, every, some someone wins. And it's a it's a really nice way of playing within within Daisy within the Armor Two engine in a you know in a you know a short short scenario, and it was excellent. And it recently it recently moved into beta. Um, and they've changed a few things. Now you can have up to 42 people, and the starting area is slightly different, and they changed some of the graphics and blah blah blah. But it's really good. Um, the only trouble was when they when they when he launched it, the guy who did the mod, it was immediately super super popular. So it was, I had you had to spend like 35 minutes continue continually clicking refresh in your multiplayer server browser to try and get in a in a server, and if you were you took more than five seconds to double click on it forget it because you weren't able to get into the into the server because obviously you're only able to get into a server when the game is kind of setting up mm. other than that it's locked but um yeah excellent so all, any all of you who've got daisy commander just dive in there and just install the daisy battle royale mod uh the same as you would install epoch or any of the other mods and uh, have at it. It's um, it's a, it, it's really good fun. I mean, we typically the the people that I hang around, we typically worked as a team, which is probably a little bit against the kind of um, <laughs> idea, ethos of the game. But um, <laughs> we did, and we had a lot of fun with it because you know, as we've discussed previously, Daisy finds you sometimes in Daisy you find yourself just lacking a goal, lacking direction. Did you get to the point of the inevitable backstabbing when you were the only four left? Uh, no, we do. I don't think that ever happened. Um, there was one occasion where uh, we were trying to work together, and Martin uh, or Matt Helm from the form decided he wanted to have a look in my bag. So I said, "Okay." Next thing I know, I'm dead. 
he accidentally <laughs> macheted me in the head. Well, thanks, <laughs> of course he did. Thanks for that. And I was particularly annoyed because, of course, it's taken like 30 minutes to get into the fucking game. So, um, <laughs> but never mind. That's the way it goes. Um, yeah, go and check that out. That's really good. That's moved into beta and that will, and there should be more servers popping up um, more and more. And that's a, that's really good fun. Uh Daisy related news. I'm afraid I'm going to close the Daisy server. It's just not being used enough. Certainly not by people from the forum. There's a few people that are hanging around, and it's not worth twenty quid of my money every month. No. So I don't have to close it yet. I need to close it within a week. So if anyone wants to take it over with full admin and ownership rights and piss around with mods and do whatever you want on it, feel free to take it off me. There is a small user base. It that lives there and um i'll even help to co- contribute to it but uh, i'm not going to pay 20 quid a month for something that um i'm not using so uh, if you are Can't interested you just in stick that... this new version on no because it's it's closed at the moment you the, the right. guy who made it hasn't released the server files to the general public which is right. one of the reasons why there's not many servers um mm. so yeah, if anyone wants to take over that, then get in contact with me very, very quickly. Um, what else? I got involved with Simpson Tapped Out, something I thought oh, I never thought I'd get involved with, and I really love it. It's great. And um, I can't help but say that uh, because it was running a bit shit on my iPad 1, it's uh, one of the reasons. It might be one of the reasons why a free-to-play game might be one of the reasons why I went and bought a new iPad Air. Um, <laughs> that cost you. Yeah, care to care to explain why you put a post up on the forum asking for a second-gen iPad? Then, oh, okay. Oh, we had a um, we had a kind of a kids Halloween party a few weeks back, and. Um, yeah, the kid with a we did all the traditional stuff, apple bobbing and all that sort of shit. And then all the kids disappeared, and we were left in the living room, in the kitchen, chatting and listening to some music. And I decided to plug my pad into the into the stereo, and started messing around with the DJ app. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with the DJ app? Yes. So me and my mate Darren were having a whale of a time uh, critiquing each other's um, transitions from one. Uh, 90s indie song into another obviously no beat matching involved or anything like that and i thought well this is this is really quite good fun but one of the problems was is that um there's no way to listen to what's being queued up because obviously you've only got the one audio output oh no john please tell me you're not going to use this as twin decks so i was thinking of buying (laughs) something called the idj pro which is a which is a device which you basically plug which gives you hardware control hardware kind of deck controls and and a crossfader and all of this stuff uh but it but then you load up all the all the songs from your ipad and you can use the screen but the trouble is that only comes with a 30 pin connector so the only way in which that the ipad would sit in flushly and neatly was with an ipad 2 ipad 1 you can't use because it won't support I, uh, DJ2, which is what you need to support this thing. Anyway, I gave up on that anyway. So, um, But that's <laughs> oh, why I wanted an iPad 2, so that I it would was, sit flushly. I was going to run a competition where we could give you your DJ name. Go on, then. 
Let me hear it. DJ Fat Bastard, uh, Bull Cunt. What? Oh, I, well, no, I didn't have any suggestions. I was just oh, going right. to run it as a competition and see which one was the best one. No, it's just I, I just really enjoyed it, and I could just see myself having a right old laugh, cocking about with that. Um, but as it turns out, I, I, with a with a connector, I can use the air in that in that two hundred and fifty quid um, kind of uh, DJ thing. Uh, although you know it won't sit quite flushly. Uh, if I was to bother with that, but similarly, what the, what you can get is a is a twenty quid cable thing, which which kind of splits the audio out, so you can listen on headphones to the track that you're queuing up, and have the output going to to your stereo or your, or your you know PA system or whatever. So um, maybe that's the way to go, rather than spending two hundred and fifty quid on something I'd never use. Uh, but uh, that doesn't really sound like me, so. Uh... That's why I wanted an iPad too, but ended up with an Air. And the Air is lovely. I'm uh, very pleased with the Air. Uh, it looks great. It's fast. It's sleek. It's small. Yeah, it's great. No complaints. I tried all. the new new iPads, and um, one of the things I didn't like, I know it sounds really silly, is the beveling around the edge <laughs> is is quite sharp. What? On the screen, round the edge, where the screen folds over onto the side, if you like, it's all on my two. It's all nice and rounded. And I was playing with the um, the new iPads in in the Apple Store in Bath the other day, and they've got this kind of it's 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 almost sharp on the edge. I wouldn't say it was sharp, but I think I see what you mean. It's not. It's not comfortable to hold. It's it's almost like they've kind of right angled it, and, and it just feels like it's, there's, there's actually an edge there rather than the nice rounded kind of to, to hold it nicely. So I don't know. It just really really bothered me for about fifteen minutes. I sort of played with it. I just couldn't get it out of my head. This just didn't feel right. But I still wanted one. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I I clumped for a sixty-four gig one so that I could get lots of. DJ music on lots there. of DJ music. On yeah, there. absolutely. But uh, so far, it's just doing a bang up job of playing um, Simpsons Tapped Out, really. Which, um, if anyone wants to add me, my origin name uh, also for Battlefield Four is UK Evil Homer, unsurprisingly. And um, yeah, I discovered to, I learned today that I can because I was a bit worried because I thought my town was looking a bit scruffy because I just banged stuff down. I thought, oh, I don't have to start a new town. I didn't realise that you could move stuff around. So I'm going to have, go through an exercise of removing the slums, as I call them, which is a bank of about 10 or 15 brown houses, and uh, either sell them or distribute them around the town. Because some, the some of the towns that you can look into, you know, your friends on, on Origin, some of them done a bang-up job of making the town look great. So um... No, I, I've had a go on this, and I really enjoy it. And I, I also suggested it as a possible form game for... Uh... For the missus who is now thoroughly addicted to it. Oh, well, I asked Jane if she'd try it, but she she refused. But Jane's a bit old school. She's still playing um, Draw Something and Song Pop continually all time. She's got some of some of her <laughs> some of, ah. some of her Draw Somethings are up to like four thousand fucking goes or something like that. Uh, Jesus, Christ. That, that, that's so two thousand and twelve. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, really enjoying. Uh, Simpsons tapped out and if anyone's worried about it because I thought what the fuck is this I won't enjoy that it kind of gets under your skin a little bit and it starts you off slow and well carries on quite slow after it's just 
something do you think oh well, i've got to, i'll do something on my town while i'm sat on the bog and uh yeah it's, it's it's really 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 good i enjoy that right what else is there well that's about it other than for a while i was enjoying getting back into league of legends uh, until tonight <laughs> but that's soon passed no i was enjoying i really wanted to get out of bronze five which is basically the bottom league of all and so i was playing some games and i managed to get out into into um into bronze four and i was you know i was really beginning to feel it and feel as though i was really progressing and uh, playing quite well and then the, unfortunately the season ended uh, which meant that kind of ranked games didn't mean a huge amount, but they restarted ranked games so that um, to aid placement for the next season. And I'm really going to hit ranked games next season, I think. And unfortunately, because it, the perception is it doesn't mean anything, there's even more twats playing ranked than there was previously. And uh, you know, oh, it doesn't matter. Well, it does fucking matter because I want, you know, I want to win. I you cocking about and being a twat doesn't help me. So um, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the the lols community has reared its ugly head once more. Uh, but yeah, I'm really quite enjoying lol at the moment. Bit of color, going from Daisy. I just I just feel like I I need a bit of color in my life. And Simpsons tapped out, and League of Legends are um, uh, are satisfying that. I will mention, and I'm sorry this is a bit of a rant, I know I mentioned a long time ago um, Talisman. Mm. Um, I don't think I've been on this show since I bought it. And um, although there's no... I'm sure you were, weren't you? I'm, I don't know. Although, although there's no online multiplayer, clever old me worked out that I could use TeamViewer, host the game on my PC, and have other people connect into my PC and take control of the mouse as and when they needed and we had um, we had a cracking game of um, of Talisman and uh, people who played with it played with me enjoyed it so much they went and bought it themselves so um, I really thoroughly recommend anyone goes goes and checks out Talisman it's a great board game it's it certainly when we've been talking about card games this is a card stroke board game I think it'd be mm. right up your alley um, and the next update, which hopefully will be coming very soon, introduces proper on- online multiplayer. As I said, we had a hoot for about three hours um, playing it via team team viewer. Although there were a few a few lag issues, but we were able to share sound. Obviously, we were able to chat and discuss over it. And uh, yeah, it, it was it was really good. And when the online multiplayer comes out, I can honestly say if you've got two or three hours. You'll have no better time just chatting, chewing the fat, shooting the shit, talking bollocks, chatting to your mates online whilst playing um, a board game, uh, Talisman the board game, across the internet. Fantastic. So um, that's uh, John's pick of the week. There we go. Go and buy it. Go and support them because, uh, they, frankly, they deserve it. Right. That was a lot of chat, as usual. I had a lot to do because I, I haven't been around for a long time. So... Uh, Sorry about that info dump. Let's look at uh, releases. Is that... Oh, I say that. Is that everything? Have we discussed... That's we it. Di- that's it. Right, releases. Now, well, let's start with the PC stuff. 22nd of November, Assassin's Creed 4. Couldn't be less interested. <laughs> I found the first one interminably, interminably boring. Um, and can't be asked. Uh, you, that was a sharp intake of breath from one or both of you. 
I know you're a bit of a fan of this, aren't you, Vimesy? I like the Krieger. I, I liked two a lot, and I, I'm hoping that f- I, I really didn't play anything after two apart from I think I played Brotherhood and really enjoyed that. But um, it took a real dip in form for me. Got no interest in three whatsoever or any of the spin-offs uh, around that. But this one, I've just I, I really like the idea of it. I also I like the, the the piracy aspect of it. I like the boat and one of the bits I played at Eurogamer when mm. I was on the boat. I really enjoyed it. It's got that. Do you remember a game called Sid Meier's Pirates? Yes, I think I've got that on the uh, Vita. Yeah, it's an awesome game, but it's Assassin's Creed kind of has that to it, where it's you can upgrade your ship and you can upgrade your your cannon and your and the the kind of the armor on the ship or whatever, and your crew and things. It kind of reminds me a lot of that, um, but obviously third person. Um, and I just it just looks. I'm prepared to give it another go. I'm I sunk quite a lot of hours into Assassin's Creed Two, and this looks like it's going to be even more fun. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Good for you, pal. Um, what I am interested, <laughs> though, is Need for Speed Rivals, because this was the thing that I enjoyed playing the most. Well, frankly, it's one of the only things I've played at Eurogamer. Um, and I'm definitely getting this, because I, and I've said it many times, I loved Need for, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. And mm. this um, has, hopefully... All of the elements that I loved from Need for, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. It's getting very good reviews. It was fucking marvellous when I played it, mate. It yeah, was... it's getting very, very good reviews. I've seen some gameplay likes of it, look of it a lot. It looks no. like Burnout on Speed. Yeah, it, it was great. So I'm very much looking forward to this and will buy it. But on what, John? On what? A PC, of course. Uh... <laughs> uh, what else is there? Um... Well, I don't know. Well, I guess there is another option. Xbox One is released on Friday. Now, I want to speak to you because I've been quite public. <laughs> oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> I've been quite public over the last week or so that I, I haven't listened to Bouncy on the other show the other week. I like the I Everything he said struck a chord with me about the Xbox One. Everything from it recognising me when I go into the room, recognising me when I turn up at someone else's Xbox One. Not that mm. that's ever going to happen. Um, I just want an Xbox One. To be honest, I want an Xbox One for the media functionality. I want to be able to walk into my living room and say, Xbox, Netflix, play this. And then when I want to move into, or if I get a second Xbox One, I want to have that in my games room and I want to be able to walk in there. It goes, uh, you know, whatever the, you know, whatever the cloud saves or continuation mm-hmm. between the two devices is going to give. Yeah. And yeah, I, I want that. I know it's expensive for a media centre, but fuck it. I, I, you know, I've been pissing around with Mac Minis and Xbox media centres and Plex and whatever. I, why the fuck? I just want to standardise on on one thing, and why not the Xbox? And hey, if there's some video games I can play on it occasionally, fine, excellent. Mm. Now. You have threatened many times, Vimesy, to cancel your Xbox One order. Are you cancelling it? I cancelled it three months ago. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was coming. Shit. I didn't, and this is this is why when you came out and said, "Oh, I want to get one now," I thought, "A, I thought you'd already had one on pre-order." No, Uh, that's a mistake that Kev made on the main show. Because I, well, I, I just assume because you had Xbox branded wallpaper all over your PC and you were driving around in a green Xbox incorrect. One car. And, 
<laughs> Don't confuse me for some fanboy thing. I just want the Xbox because, no, I, I, because I, 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 the Xbox does what I want it to do. And, and honestly, had had I known that you actually wanted one, I would have held my pre-order and you could have had it off me. Um, but I, I'm sorry, mate. I, I ditched mine. What was it, Clark? It must have been a couple of months ago now. I think, I think it was, yes. Yeah. Bollocks. Oh, well, never mind. Okay, so shouting out there. Anyone's got a pre-order that they don't want. They want to make. They can live without getting it on day one and want to make a little, a modest profit on it. Because I want it day one. Because I'm like that. Give me a shout. You'll make a little bit of money on your pre-order. I'm not talking hundreds of pounds. but <laughs> Maybe thousands. Maybe between 50 and 100 pounds. Then maybe uh, if you can live without it for a, for a few for a few weeks till to, to you get your other one, I'm in. I want it. Okay. Um, anything else being released? I, I couldn't find anything else. It's just that, I mean, obviously, I've, I've restricted this this to the PC stuff. Obviously, with the Xbox One coming out, you have all the launch games and stuff for that. But obviously, I've not included them on this. Um, do Assassin's we want Creed Four, Need for Speed Rivals? It's basically it. Do we want to discuss the fallout from the PS4 release in in the US? Obviously, there's there's some quite high profile bitching and moaning about the hardware failing but not on the internet surely yeah but from what i understand they have sold a million in the first weekend yeah which is rather a lot and i think the failure rate is something 0.4 percent which is high but i mean it's not like every single one that's gone out there's a duffer um are you looking forward to yours so you get yours what a week on friday yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I am actually. I, I really am. Um, I'm actually quite pleased that it was a staggered launch because all these problems are happening in America. It gives them two weeks to sort it out before we get our hands on it, and and hopefully by that time they'll have they'll have ironed them all out, especially the Battlefield Four ones. They'll already be on the water. Those things will. You've no chance. Yeah, that's true. I do, I do worry, and this is this is not a fanboy thing at all. I do worry the Xbox launch just on the pure fact that it's a global on the same day um their servers are going to be getting hit so hard um and i hope they're prepped for it because you know it's uh it's horrible especially if like, i know a lot of people who are staying up getting midnight launches or whatever or, or or taking the day off i mean i'm taking a day off on um on the 29th when the playstation 4 comes out so i can <laughs> wait for the fucking postman um, sure. and there's nothing worse than that when i had my 360 got delivered and I sort of got it and and then, you know, you had to go through the whole process of setting it up and doing all this whatever and it's going to be even worse for these consoles because this, they don't work without you going online first. You have to get, you know, the latest firmware installed and all this kind of stuff and I can just see these servers getting absolutely hammered. But, so I hope it all goes well for them. Has John died? No, sorry. No, my... Um... I don't know what I was doing. It wasn't anything useful. <laughs> no, so I um, I was uh, I, I tweeted out to you um, a few hours ago. Sort of saying someone posted up about the Asda. I still had something in stock, and I sort of tweeted out you saying, "John, are you still looking for one?" Yeah, well, I had a look and on. I, was, I had a look yeah, on the website, on. and it's no dice. Yeah, they all sold. They all sold. I literally, as soon as I retweeted it, I read like three texts up, and it said, "Yeah, they've all sold out now." The loops. <laughs> Um, but for that split second, I was kind—I was so tempted to go and put an order in just because it's shiny and it's new and it's out in four days. Um, but I, I managed to just hold off there. 
I've so, been yeah. I've been trawling eBay and there's a few. I mean, they're going for the going rate is about six hundred quid for one that someone will. I kind of wish I kept my pre-order. Well, in that will redirect from Amazon or whatever. I, I'm talking some guy who's got a pre-order at Game in. Um, Camberley, which is close enough to me, and uh, for the princely sum of about seventy quid, I can buy his twenty pound pre-order receipt off him. So he's making fifty quid. I take the receipt and I go down to Camberley, which is about twenty-five minutes away, and pick it up and game. So um, that'll teach me for being a twat and you know not pre-ordering it. But my um... missus works at ASDA. Maybe I could get her to sneak behind the scenes and sort of. Steal little Jimmy's dream present and sell it on to you, John. No, I, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dare. <laughs> I mean, I've said for a long time I'm not going to get an Xbox One. Oh, you are. And it's certainly not. And I, 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 I even want it in the living room. I want it in the living room and not in the games room because the games room, not that that ever gets uh-huh. used. That's that. You know, I want the Xbox 360 in there for playing Rock Band and stuff like that because that's when that games room does get used in the living room i just as i say i just want the media hub i want i want you know i want the voice control and you know anything else that comes with it is you know a bit of a bonus so can i just ask and this is this is not me this is purely ignorance on my part mm-hmm. my concern about the xbox one being used as a media hub uh, i understand it for things like you know turning netflix on and tv stuff but what about does will it, will it work through things like music and things um Yes, I believe it does. Uh, that doesn't interest me, though. Um, no, so it's purely, it's purely just for things like Netflix and TV streaming. My, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Blu-ray and whatever. It doesn't do 3D Blu-ray either, which is a pain, because I could have moved my 3D Blu-ray player into the into the back room. But uh, no, it's no biggie. It's just a couple, okay. of, couple of clicks on a controller, isn't it, to change input on your amplifier. So it's no biggie at all. Uh, I, rarely, I rarely watch Stand outside game at midnight waving 500 quid in the air. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea, Clarky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wake, up, yeah. wake up on Saturday morning in a hospital. <laughs> I go to somewhere really busy, like Brixton or something like that, yeah. Bounce yeah. <laughs> to get something there. Just be careful you're waving at. Uh, what are we talking about now? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's time for a break. <laughs> it is definitely time for a break. Um, so we'll see you back very shortly. Right. Welcome back. Uh, where are we, lads? You'd have think that after a break that I'd be ready for what we're doing, but um, <laughs> I'm nothing if not consistent and crap. So, Vimesy, what the hell is Inspector Montalban? What Montalban? I have spoken about this program uh, before. It, it, it has. Um, but the, the only reason it's there is because there is literally nothing else I have watched or read. Well, I'm still reading Terry Pratchett's Racing Steam. I haven't, I haven't finished that one yet. Um, and Inspector Montalbano, it's the um, Sicilian version of Morse, for want of a better term. <laughs> Except he's uh, he is he is a he is a re Italian stallion um, as well. He's he's one for the ladies. Uh, it's just really good. It's on BBC Four. They do short series. It's fucking ridiculously expensive to import on DVD or, or get off Amazon. That's just 
price is ridiculous. So I've shoved them all up in Christmas list for my missus to buy me because I'm not paying the money for it. <laughs> she can pay it. Um, they're just really good. They're like um, the kind of, the, the, you know, the, the two hour long or hour and 40 minutes or whatever it is um, episodes. Um, crime fighting Sicilian style. Uh, very, very good. All subtitled, obviously. None of this dubbing into dubbing into English or anything. Uh, which is great. Yeah, really enjoying it. But I'm not going to say anyway, I've just spoken about it before, probably back in the early days of the show. Um, so I'm just bringing it back up again because I have literally nothing else to talk about. Marvellous. So, over to Clarky. Uh, yeah. Don't let me down here, Clarky. Oh, I'll try my best. Aside oh, from... Are you, you going to bring up a book? An Audible book? Yes. Oh, I could spend fucking hours talking about Audible books. Well, it is films, books, comics, etc. Right, yeah, save that for next week so we can get out of here and I can play some video games. Oh, disgraceful. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, well, aside from my said audio, audio, uh, Audible book, I've uh, been continuing on watching Archer. Oh, it just gets, just gets better and better. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched the one, the uh, Formula One race in Monte Carlo. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Again, I won't go into it because it spoils it in. It's just absolutely. It just ticks all the right boxes. John, have you watched this at all, John? I have not, um, because I. Well, I'll tell you about that shortly. But um, my Netflix is taken up. Well, I've moved from one thing to another, which I'll talk about quickly. And there's no room in my Netflix watching schedule for anything else at the moment. Fair enough. Yeah. But yes, I've. uh, After Vamsy mentioned Audible a few weeks ago, me being the uh, person I am. And copies everything Vamsy does. Uh, decided to yeah, decided to reopen my Audible account, and uh, I downloaded Doctor Sleep, which uh, for anybody who isn't in the know is the sequel to the Stephen King book The Shining. Ooh. Ooh. There's a sequel to The Shining. There is yes. Keep it's in mind, Doctor Sleep. Yeah, <laughs> that title I just said about thirty seconds ago. Yeah, but basically, um, I, for the Two two people who haven't seen The Shining. It basically basically this just it follows on. Uh, it, it's basically the life of uh, Daniel Torrance, who was uh, sort of J- John or Jack Torrance's son in the uh, in the original Shining. Um, the little boy in possession of the uh, psychic powers. Uh, it basically follows him as he, uh, he the start of the book. Follow, well, the start of the book sort of follows him as he's sort of growing up. Um, it, Kind of goes off the rails, becomes an alcoholic, uh, and he eventually he eventually settles down in a job, um, basically using his powers to help the elderly pass on into the next realm when their time comes. Um, and then it, it, it all sorts of ki- uh, sort of kicks off with the fact that you've got the uh, you've got these people who are basically hunting down people who have the shining because they can absorb the power on it, and it gives them eternal youth. Um, absolutely brilliant. Well worth a listen. Cool. Listen, I do keep meaning to get into some audio books. Um, I, don't I know. mean, Steve, some of Stephen King's books in the past few years have just been awesome. I mean, Under the Dome, which you're going to talk about the TV show shortly, John, I believe, uh, and that uh, the JFK one, eleven twenty two sixty three. They're absolutely awesome books. Uh, I recommend that anybody pick them up. Okay, so that's a good segue. Well done. Um, under the Dome. 
we perce- we persisted with it, even though it started to get a little bit bullshitty. Um, and uh, we got to the end of season one, and um, <laughs> what happened? I it left me thinking, why the fuck is there? Why did they not just wrap all of this up? I, I, I don't know. I don't know the book. Um, well, one, to, to to be perfectly fair, the series about three episodes in basically did a Walking Dead and completely deviated from the source material. So, oh, did it? Yes. Um, I don't know. They found an egg, and uh, <laughs> is that in the book? Nope. No egg. Really? No egg. No. Oh, okay. Um, well, I guess it has completely deviated. Um, I mean, it's just typical TV, sci-fi TV movie fare, really, isn't it? But yeah, with, it, a, with mean... a tinge with a tinge of cheapness, which often accompanies um, Stephen King adaptations. So I'm thinking of the Langoliers here and the TV version of the the, the Stand. No, it's actually quite ironic you say that because the one ad- adaptation he actually hated the most was The Shining. Which turned out to be an awesome film in its own right. Really? Yes. Mm. A bit of uh, useless geek info for you there. But yeah, I mean, Under the Dome, if you haven't watched the TV series, it's extremely difficult to try and sell on someone. I mean, what what have you got happening in the finale? The Dome goes black, and then it goes white. Spoilers, dude. Um, Hang on. Please. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want any spoilers. The The Dome did go black. Yeah, but that's going to make absolutely no sense whatsoever. I mean, it made no sense, and I was watching the bloody thing. Well, it was something to do with... Uh, oh, so did you watch the whole series? Yes. Oh, you did sins. see the whole series? I did see the whole well, series. Well, you know yeah. what happened in the end, then. Yeah. We're, we're left with a cliffhanger of some bloke about to get hung or not, which obviously he won't, and Big Jim's a twat. Um, is it Big Jim? Oh, yeah. Whatever. I don't know, I'll persist with it. It's no lost, put it that way. Um, but uh, <laughs> It's no season one or two lost, anyway. <laughs> no. Anyway, let's, let's move on from that. Um, are we on to me again? We are. Yeah. Okay, well, exist. again, I'm afraid you're going to have a data dump, because obviously you've got several weeks yeah. of what I've been doing. Well, okay. Exactly, you're, uh, you're captain content this week. Let's start with what I was talking about before. The reason why I'm not watching Archer is because um, I think, as I said, I reached the end of the American office and I loved it, absolutely loved it. And uh, there's a big hole in my life um, at the end of it. Anyway, so I was um, so I was on Netflix looking for the TV show that I want to start watching, you know, when I go to bed to help me f- go to sleep and stuff like that. And uh, Netflix recommended to me... Uh, a quirky American comedy show called Parks and Recreation, which was made by the guy that took over for the last two seasons of The Office, and I think had some involvement in the first in the in the first few seasons. And <clears throat> it's filmed in a very much an office style, so it's a documentary following the working lives and personal lives of a group of people on the pretense under the pretense that they're being filmed for a documentary so you know every couple of minutes there's cut to them being interviewed and making their statement uh, statement about anything and it centers around um, a kind of a council department or a government department for parks and recreation in a small town america which doesn't sound particularly interesting but it is it's lovely it's brilliant it's um the characters are 
funny, quirky. I've used quirky about eight times in the last minute. That's not a good sign. Um, <laughs> it's just the sort of tat that I love. It, it's it's a no-brainer. It's comfortable, colourful. I just enjoy it. I, I mean, I, I, I got no shame in saying that I like, you know, pretty crap American comedy and things like one of my if do you remember coach oh, from God, way yeah. back then exactly I love used all, to be on at 20 past 3 in the morning I love all that shit <laughs> I, I, I can sit and watch all that crap all day long it doesn't need to be yeah, everyone loves Raymond all that shit yeah Killing I love all yeah race. absolutely oh, and different um, strokes come on what are you talking no. about Cloggy <laughs> You set them up, I, mate, I'll knock them down. I, um, I, in fact, I remember one of the first shows I watched back in, I think it was 1990 when we first got Sky TV, it was The Brady Bunch. Oh, I don't think I ever really watched that. That's probably a I'm bit too, too old too school. Young for that, obviously, aren't we? Yeah. Anyway, so I recommend anyone checks that out. Just watch the first series. The first series follows is six episodes that follows a single storyline. And then, like most things, it kind of really hits its stride into the second and third seasons. And I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So if you, you know, little word of warning, this isn't the most highbrow comedy in the world. It's not going to make you <laughs> make you think. It's not particularly clever, but it's perfectly enjoyable. Twenty two minutes of your of your life per episode. So um, did you did you ever watch um, Modern Family at all, John? Yes, I did. Ah, okay, right. I just couldn't remember. I just thought that you'd enjoy it. That's all. I can remember. No, no, absolutely. I, I, what I have seen of Modern Family, it's not one that I followed. I could, you know, what with Netflix, I could certainly see myself going back. And yeah, I uh, highly recommend that. that as one of the best. Oh, that was great. States in the last few years, definitely. I yeah. mean, on, on on the subject of cheesy American comedy, and I, I know this is going to be lost on you two because neither of you watched Breaking Bad. Um, there was always this sort of long-running joke that. Um, Brian Cranston, who probably plays the main character in that, was going to uh, wake up right in the causing scenes of the uh, of the TV show, and it was basically going to wake up as Hal, who's the character he played in Malcolm in the Middle. And uh, uh, they did the outtake, didn't they? Yeah, it, 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 I actually watched a video the other day, and he did. They did actually film that, where he basically wakes up in bed as Hal from Malcolm in the Middle with his wife <laughs> from the show as well, which is just absolutely struck a genius. That sounds um, that sounds good. Obviously, context needed there because I have no idea who Brian well, Cranston but is. I, I mean, you know who Hal is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're 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 doing yourselves a great disservice by not watching Breaking Bad. Oh no, I, I I keep saying to Jane because I mean we got to, uh, we caught up with. Uh, I had a week off and we, Jane Hall was on half term and I decided to have a week off work, and we decided fuck it, we'll have a, a lazy week whatever and the first day we watched seven episodes of um boardwalk empire <laughs> so that's that's quite a binge <laughs> by our standards and um got through to the end of um season three of boardwalk empire and you know obviously now we're we're, we're caught up and uh that's great and i'm looking for a new season as uh, a series to start to get to watch with jane but uh, I think she's just reluctant to launch into what? what how, how long is Breaking Bad? About five seasons. It's five seasons, but it's mm. roughly it's thirteen episodes a season. Okay. It, it is well, you will not regret it, seriously. No, I, I definitely, I definitely am gonna, I, I am definitely gonna watch that. Another one I want to watch is Homeland. Um, I don't know. We're just we're just filling our time with other other shit at the moment, like um, well. 
full of segues this show, isn't it? Um, the Stephen Merchant Show, Hello Ladies. You seen that? No. No, it's this then. Okay, so Stephen Merchant did... Uh, we all know who Stephen Merchant is. And mm-hmm. uh, he did a comedy stand-up show called Hello Ladies. And uh, it was basically obviously him talking to him, to him about him talking about you know his failures with ladies you know standard stuff anyway somehow he's got uh, he's got a tv show commissioned in the states uh, based in la where he's an englishman a geeky englishman living and working in la and the whole thing is about him you know trying to pull, pull women exactly nice but uh, he's really taken the uh, Ricky, uh, the, the Gervais and Merchant um, brand of uncomfortable watching to an extreme on this one, oh, where he—I <laughs> I mean, uh, my head buried in a in a pillow. I don't know how. I he can't does. do it. I, can't I don't do know it. how he I does watch it. Those type of things. I don't know how he does it. Um, but. If you like that sort of thing, if you like The Office, I think he's borrowed quite a lot from extras in this, and why not? Mm. It was his show. Um, it's you know, it's not extras, but it you know, as I say, it does borrow heavily, and that's probably no bad thing. And um, yeah, so that's definitely worth checking out. That's on Sky Atlantic. If you've got Sky, you should be able to get that on demand. And uh, they're they're just half hour episodes or twenty twenty minute episodes for American viewing. And um, yeah. They're pretty good, and uh, well, I've said many times, Steve Merchant and Ricky Gervais can do no wrong in my uh, in my eyes. Um, another segue: Cole Pilkington, The Moaning of Life. Have you been watching this? No, no. Did you ever watch In Idiot Abroad? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah well, this is Idiot Abroad three, basically, um, mm-hmm. but uh, instead of. It, it, it's got a basically each episode he's going to various different places exploring different themes of life. So the first one was he was um, looking at marriage in different societies, and uh, so he went to a massive Indian wedding where he was asked to help out, and you know, and there was like five thousand guests and stuff like that, and uh, and then he went to Vegas and he he, prou- he basically came to the conclusion that if he was going to get married he was going to do it in a drive-through because it was quick and easy you know a quick a drive-through uh, wedding chapel mm-hmm. in, in Las Vegas anyway the next one he explored um i can't even remember now uh love that was it love and he he did some various different dating things and whatever uh, he managed at one point to proclaim during his show that um um, he, his girlfriend Suzanne was a bit chubby and he hoped that she wouldn't watch it which is quite funny and then in the more, most recent one that I saw um, he looked at um, oh fuck I can't even remember now <laughs> birth and they were, oh, trying, they were trying to you know they stuck him with a baby for a few hours and usual Carl <laughs> Pilkington usual Carl Pilkington nonsense but I mean Carl's a legend Enough said. Um, a particular highlight in that episode was when they went, he went to get a sperm count, and um, <laughs> uh, and uh, it turns it out, itself, it really and, it, does. and it turns out, and I and I quote this, and sorry, this is a bit of a spoiler. I may have fantastic jizz, but I just don't want a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so um, go and check that out. That's uh, on demand on Sky as well. 
<sighs> Where are we? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cinema. Cinema, cinema, cinema. Have you seen Gravity yet? No. no stunning. Absolutely stunning. Absolutely brilliant. Don't look into anything. Don't watch any trailers. Go into it not knowing anything about it. I knew nothing about it. It could have been a fucking... It could have been who knows what. I didn't know what it was. And I really enjoyed it the more for not knowing anything about it. So don't watch any trailers. Go and watch it in 3D. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. But just say it's a well, that's, stunning that's right, film. I've, I've seen one trailer for it. And that just looked really depressing. Is, is it, you can't really tell me, can you? <laughs> I don't want to tell I don't want to tell you. Because... No, I know, I know. It's just it's one of those where it's kind of like I look at it and think... Oh, that looks quite... Oh, my God, that looks depressing. I'm just going to end up crying by the end of it. Um, um, possibly. I mean, it's, it's not a film that... It's, it's, it's not the film that I expected. It may... I haven't... But then I didn't see the trailers. Maybe the trailer gives it all away. I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, it doesn't matter. This, this is... Is it... A, is it, a, is it I presume it's, it's a spoilerable film, i.e. like something like The Sixth Sense or something, in the sense that the film waits on its what the, the the spoiler moment or something is it because it's like no. I don't, what I don't want to do is wait for the inevitable DVD Blu-ray whatever and then no as I said maybe the spoiler give maybe the trailer tells you what the film's about but I didn't know what this film was about and I right. enjoyed it all the more for it uh, there's no there's no twist or maybe there is I don't know <laughs> um, but it, Put it this way, it's a defining moment in cinema. Whether that means oh, it's got okay. the best storyline, whether it's, you know, whatever. If you look on IMDb, a lot of users, you know, it's, typical, it's, it's, it's garnered the typical internet moron response. Oh, 10 out of 10. Oh, 1 <laughs> out of 10. And there's nothing in between. Um, I'd, I'd put this down as... I, I'm, I'm, I'd put this around the 9, 10 out of 10. It's, um, it's amazing... It's an amazing piece of film making. It's it's excellent. I I, okay. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, even if it maybe hasn't got the best story in the world, okay, it's just stunning. You should watch it and go and watch it in three D as well. I think I'm sold. Definitely. Um, well, that's about that for that. That's enough. Obviously, I've watched other stuff. Do we do we want to discuss Downton? The end of Downton. No, we probably no. don't. No. Okay. News. Dice have been attacked. I read this. I actually did some preparation on this. But anyone well, wants to tell us what this is about to stop me talking? No, you can go on. No, please. Well, basically, uh, over the weekend, Dice have been um, DDoSed to shit, it would appear, which has been one of the reasons why the servers have been up and down. A DDoS is a distributed denial of service attack, basically. Um... It's basically, you know how you know how your your mum and your grand's PCs infected with viruses and shit, mm. right? Basically, if it's infected with the right type of virus or trojan, then they all report back to a central point, and um, on on demand, um, a hacker. I'm going to call them a hacker, even though they're not a hacker because they're just they're not doing anything hacky. They can command all those devices to start sending loads of traffic to a particular point and that's called a botnet so basically mm-hmm. you've got a you know a botnet in the cloud 
and uh, whereas your you could if you try to send a load of traffic from your PC to try and swamp or take down some ser- the, the dice servers, all you'd mm-hmm. do is fill your own pipe, and you wouldn't and you wouldn't you know make a dent on um, on dice's servers. However, if you have ten thousand of these dotted around on the mm. internet, all using you know one meg upload, then all of a sudden that swamps a pipe. Uh, if they're all attacking at the same place at the same time. So that's a distributed denial of service attack. Um, yeah, so they've been, uh, they've been suffering from that. And typically, of course, a lot of people, all the, all the fucking morons, all the self-righteous bloody e-hippies, oh, you need to give us free stuff for this. And I can't help thinking with a note of cynicism that these are exactly the little bastards that all say oh <laughs> anonymous oh yeah they're brilliant oh yeah you know and all of this and you know oh i'm gonna ddos you I, I, i'm i'm, I'm I, it makes me sick they're just internet vandals okay and they're all they're doing is attacking businesses on for no good reason oh it's ea let's attack them for no good reason they're just a business trying to get on with the life when I was running my hosting business and um, one of the people who ran the server annoyed another person you know one of these little shits that all the next thing I know I'm getting fucking phone calls from my hosting center because one of my servers being DDoSed and it's taking down like you know their legitimate business not just my mm. shitty little hosting company they're taking down the pipe for you know proper businesses and it's a fucking disgrace and uh but there's nothing. There's no way around it. There's nothing you can do about it. There's there's very little mitigation. That's, even if you mitigate it outside of your data center, it's still going to be flooding a pipe which is feeding into your data center somewhere along the line. And um, yeah, there must be ways they can prevent it. I mean, that was surely like you know, even if you take it to the extreme of a terrorist attack with like just terrorist ddosing everything in you know in the modern world and we'd be fucked within well, a week you have to you have to move it you have you have to stop you have to halt the attack deep enough into the internet that mm. it, that the capacity is there to just stop it for example so if you stopped it if you stop you know just for example so you've got a simple network of a server and a router and that router is mm. connected to the internet if if you drop all the traffic on that router before mm. it gets to the server, okay, so you protected the server and the server's resources aren't going to get filled, but the that server's connection to the internet is still swamped. And the reality mm. is that, you know, that router is only going to have a limited cap- capability. However, further into the, the kind of core of the infrastructure of the internet, you've got multi 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 gigabit links obviously that's that's carrying all the traffic from one place to another mm. and if you can if you can stop it there where there is the capacity where you can sustain a certain all this traffic and prevent it from getting further down into the you know the the smaller and smaller channels as it as it splits out to the various endpoints yeah. where the traffic's going then that's how you can mitigate it but I mean, that's a different, that's, you know, it's a difficult. It seems like a hell of a loophole in the internet. Um, do you know what I mean? As in, it, it doesn't sound like something that's particularly difficult to do because it sounds like no, it, no, it isn't. You, 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 can, you can rent botnets, you can rent 
you can you know you can rent them. Yeah, so that's what I mean. It seems oh, the like best thing to do is make sure that you run suitable antivirus and you don't do stupid things like opening emails which contain trojans. But even the best of us are susceptible <laughs> to that. Yeah. Um, bearing in mind that I managed to trojan my PC the other week and I had to, I ended up rebuilding it. It's it's a difficult thing, and I mean obviously some antivirus will pick it up. But, you know, if it's a day zero one where the signature isn't known mm. or or if it isn't made public, I mean, who fucking knows? I mean, we've seen mm. all the stuff with, with um, you know, Google and uh, and all of that and, you know, and the NSA or whatever is spying on, on all sorts of stuff, you know. Maybe, maybe that doesn't really count. But that, you know, that wasn't, all that wasn't made known to the to the general public. And if that if it isn't known, and you know the likes of Checkpoint and uh, McAfee and Symantec and all that lot don't un, can't identify the signature of it of this Trojan, you've got no chance. You've got no chance. Um, yeah, I wouldn't call it a loophole, but it's an inherent problem in the internet. Mm. And uh, mm. yeah, so you can't blame Dice for it. I'm afraid. All you can blame is the antisocial little fucks that fr- frequent internet gaming. Um, most of them are playing LOL. <laughs> um, but I, I think they have got some. They've obviously got some stability problems with um, with servers, and um, I mean their client, the clients, the actual games aren't you know 100% at the moment either. Uh, which is the first time I've really noticed that in any in any any Battlefield games. Maybe that's Maybe we're not paying that much attention, but uh, it does seem to be released with more problems than it probably should have for a released game. But um, mm. I, I guess as games get more and more complex and they do more and more clever things, then um, <sighs> these things are going to slip through the net. Uh, while we're talking about Battlefield 4, were you guys aware of Battlefield Commander? Yeah, on the iOS, and um, that's just come out, hasn't it? Uh, are you telling me that I'm breaking up? You are breaking up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Clarky, is that the same for you? Uh, yeah, you sound a little bit jerky. Oh, sorry. Um, who knows? That I might probably being DDoSed by some little internet <laughs> fuck. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's hopefully that. Hopefully that. Well, I, whatever. You throw me right off thread now. It doesn't matter because I'm recording a local copy. It doesn't matter. Right. Fine. Carry on, Carry on darling. I got a local version of my voice and a local version of your two's voices. And obviously when, oh, I, when I do the edit, then I turn my volume up really loud because I'm the most important one that everyone wants to listen to. <laughs> That's very true. Okay. So, no. Um, yeah. So, that this Battlefield 4 Commander, I can't use it because I'm not level 10 yet. But I, I really... Uh, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is something you can play on your iPad, and if you can't get to a PC or a PlayStation or, or whatever to actually play the game, if you're sat in bed and you want to get involved, you can you can launch this commander thing, connect onto a multiplayer server, and mm-hmm. direct troops and send um, supply yep. drops and stuff like that, and interact yep. with the live game that's going on. I think and that's it brilliant. makes a hell of a difference if you're on the ground. It really does. I think that's it's, brilliant. Yeah, it's it's amazing when um, you know if you're playing on the ground, you really do notice because you you will suddenly get 
for example, that the commander can spot troops for you. So I know you hate that, John, but if you're if you're playing a game of rush or something like that, they will they they can kind of almost like put a radar out over a certain area so you can see the troops in the area if you're attacking an objective, for example, or trying to defend one. They can drop supply drops in straight on your head. Um, they can use mortars to take out, um, well, not mortars, but kind of airstrikes to take out tank blockades and things. Um, yeah, I'm quite, quite intrigued to see it in action. It's just really difficult at the moment because obviously with the servers being balked, it means that, you know... I'm never quite sure whether it's the, the app that's broken or the um, the server that's down or just my incompetence. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going a few more times. Definitely going to have a play with that. So, uh, yeah, when I hit level ten, if I ever hit level ten. Yeah, right. Okay. Was that enough about dice and their unfortunate yeah, I issues? Yeah, I hope they sort out the stability. But you know, there's nothing you can do about DDoSes, I'm afraid. Except kill all the internet twats. Um, Fallout 4 has been trademarked. Someone else want to pick this up? Yeah, nothing to announce, really. It's, it's, it's like, oh, like why, is it in our, why is it in our news section, then? Because it's been spotted, because it's out there in the wild. Okay. Um, Bethesda have um, basically trademarked Fallout 4. That's that's it. That's the news. Mm. Um so it's it's, like, it's news, but it's not exactly un, unsurprising news. Um, that's about it. So for all those people who are really gagging for Fallout 4, it's obviously on its way. Never played a Fallout game in my life. Oh. Football Manager 2013 was illegally <laughs> downloaded over 10 million times. Mm-hmm. That's quite the, a lot, isn't it? This, this story's brilliant. Why, Clarky? It's just with the uh, the download locations, three point two yes. million in China, Turkey came second, Portugal in third, half a million illegal downloads came from Italy, <laughs> including one from the Vatican. <laughs> That's brilliant. I like that. So yeah, um, Dan Brown's next book. Uh, keep an eye yep. out for it. The Pellegrini Code. Oh, yeah, well, the Pope's obviously a City fan, isn't he? So uh, God's own team. So he's, he's, he's probably uh, he's probably pimping his copy about now, isn't it? Don't worry about it, lads. Uh, I've cleared it with the boss. See, what I don't understand is they're, they're saying here that um, uh, Sega Interactive or whoever it is who's is, is, is doing this can track the IP address of those who illegally downloaded the game through a flaw in the cracked version called Home. So if they can track the IP address of it. Why don't they prosecute? I know well, it's going to how, cost how, money, but... how can they prosecute? You need the you need. Okay, if you if you take took a spreadsheet of a of, a, of ten thousand IP addresses to Virgin Media, or yeah. to BT, <laughs> yeah, what are they going to do with it? Who you know the the, the, ISP, the ISPs aren't set up for this. There's you know there's no legal precedent. There's no legal framework for them to work. For, work on here they're probably they're probably all bundled up with with the data protection laws as well they can't give all this out i mean it's it's a crazy it's a crazy situation what they need to do is put all their all their stuff just like on a disc that can't be read and then we all have to buy physical media and we go back to the days of stone tablets and everyone's happier yeah because of course physical media we nothing ever got cracked when we use physical media. <laughs> that's true photocopying <laughs> books <laughs> which, which is exactly which is exactly why we should be using um, the embracing some of the stuff that Microsoft were, were um, yeah yeah um, but you know that didn't go down too well 
Oh well, <clears throat> we won't we won't go into that again. Okay, is that it for the news? That's pretty much it for the news. And that, my friends, is probably that it for the show. Unless there's any other business. No, just a, a quick shout out for the um, the new look website. Oh that yeah, that looks great, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks working really... hard on. So not only does it look slicker and nicer, and it views perfectly nicely on a mobile device now, but it also now remembers your login, so I don't have to keep logging in 300 times a day when I go to check the posts. That's nice. No, it looks really great, and if anyone listening still hasn't got involved with the forum or just joined or come along and said hello, there's always lots of great chat going on. And um, someone actually mentioned in one of our reviews how to get uh, asked a question how to get involved with the TeamSpeak server because we we talk about it so much and they have no idea how to get on. It's really simple. You go to TeamSpeak or you do a Google search for TeamSpeak, download and install the TeamSpeak 3 client and then go to the forum on the online sessions and there's there's a sticky there which tells you what the IP address and the port and what the password is to get on it. And once you're in there, you just drag yourself to the channel that you want, which will be one where people are people are in it. Um, come and find me. Come and say hello. I'll show you around. It's it, it's really really very simple. But uh, you'll need to go onto the. I'm not going to give out the password and the IP address and the port now because frankly it'd be a waste of time. So just dive onto the onto the forum. Go to the online section session section, and there there's a thread there for MGP Teamspeak server and all the information you're going to need there. Um, I was just, before I started talking about that, just going to have a look at our um, our reviews count. Am I am I due to give out a prize yet? <laughs> Do you want a drum roll there, John? Uh, okay, drum roll. We have currently got 105 ratings, which doesn't count as 100 reviews. Um... We have 87 customer reviews, so... Come on, 13 more reviews and then two or three of you lucky 100 people that have um, reviewed us will be getting a copy of, I think it was Talisman, I said. I think they should not just get a copy, John. I think they should get to play the game with you via this new contraption you've worked out. (laughs) You and the three lucky winners can sit around on this linky thing and play a game of Talisman. I think it would be a great prize. You don't need to put a lot in it. You don't need to write a whole paragraph. I mean, th- there's a one. I might go and put a review in. The most recent review. I should just just to give you an idea of what what people have been saying. Jungle Face Jake, thank you very much. He reviewed us five stars. Nice one, lads. Always a good listen. Grumpy John, informative Vimesy, and Camp Clarky discuss all things <laughs> console. Even in with, so many ways. <laughs> even with the occasional PC item thrown in for good measure. Smiley, <laughs> smiley, winky face. There we are. That's all you need to do. Thank make, you, yeah, make us laugh as well. It's always good. You might get it mentioned on the show. Um, if you, if you that's really want one out of eighty-five reviews. <laughs> Look, so make us laugh. Thirteen more, and the prizes keep coming. Uh, start coming. So, uh, yeah, please do that. Right, where are we now? I'm lost. Is that it? That's pretty much it. Just the usual roundup of um, we're not putting your email address out there, Clarky, because no one ever writes to you anyway. No. Facebook, thematuregamerpodcast dot com. Listen to the other shows, the Mature Game Podcast, and the Night Shift. Uh, buy through Amazon. Uh, use the affiliate link. Find sell me your Xbox One before Friday. <laughs> you don't, you don't need it. 
you just don't need it. You can make a little bit of profit. It's money for nothing. Uh, contact me, ukevilhomer at gmail.com or tweet me at ukevilhomer and uh, we'll do some business. Um, if you want, if I'm not available, then you can tweet these two Muppets. Well, you can tweet the show at MGP Bits. You can tweet Vimesy at Vimesy74 and Camp Clarky at Clarky Snap. <laughs> That's going to stick. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, it's so is. Yeah, thanks, Jake. <laughs> yeah, you might get a prize just for that one, Jake. Yeah, right. I've got a shitload of copies of Football Manager 13 to give away. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Right, on that actually really quite funny joke, the best joke of the night, we'll say goodnight. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.